Hey mama, welcome back to the Mom Walk Collective podcast. I'm Jamie. And I'm Ari, and we are two moms just trying to navigate through motherhood. But today we have a special guest, Elizabeth Wellington. She is our Denver ambassador. She is a licensed professional counselor. She's a mom of one. She's married, and she's here today to talk to us about some really important topics. So Elizabeth, do you mind jumping in and sharing a little bit about yourself? Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so honored to be a part of this organization and this incredible conversation this month of May to really spotlight and highlight maternal and mom mental health. Um, My name is Elizabeth Wellington. I live in Denver, Colorado, um, and I'm the Denver ambassador. We were the first uh, mom walk community in the whole state of Colorado. So I'm was so thrilled and honored to be able to bring this to our state. Um, let's see. So I, as Ari mentioned, I'm a mom of one. He, his name is Jack. He is going to be two in July, which is so oh, wild. I know. So cute. so cute. He's so amazing, um, as all of our babies are. And um, I'm a psychotherapist, and I have been a therapist for 10 years um, well before I was a mom and went on my own sort of fertility journey. Um, and, uh, yeah, yeah. I've, I've been working with adolescents and families and parents for about 10 years, but really when I got pregnant myself and had that firsthand direct experience of how wild and different and unique the, the reproductive journey and fertility journey and motherhood journey is, with respect to mental health, I've become completely dedicated and obsessed with this particular realm of mental health, maternal mental health and perinatal mental health. So I'm now certified in perinatal mental health and it's um, my passion. So I'm here today to talk about that. We're We're so excited. excited. We had Elizabeth on for our ambassador. So if you've attended one of our walks, all of our ambassadors have actually received training Um, from Elizabeth and just like a small little factor on what signs and symptoms to look for for a mom who may be experiencing a mood disorder, uh, maybe during pregnancy, postpartum. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was one of those things that we just knew there is such important conversations behind. So with the month of May, um, focusing around mental health, we are just diving into these topics. Ari and I are very, very clear that we are not the experts, but we just want to be that resource center for you guys. So that is why we picked Elizabeth, one, her being our ambassador in Denver, but we've had this conversation from like the very beginning. I've talked with Elizabeth for a long time about getting her on to actually start educating and breaking down the stereotypes of talking about mental health specifically, um, through the the journey of being a mother. So these next few episodes, we're going to dive really deep into specific topics. We're going to kind of let Elizabeth take the the lead on this and then she'll kind of tap into Ari and I, you know, getting our perspectives or if we can relate or anything along those lines. But really, we're just interesting Elizabeth with these next few um, minutes here on this episode and the ones for the rest of May really just to go in from a professional's point of view to really help equip you. We hope this is an episode that you can re-listen many times, you can send to friends, you can share with your spouse or maybe your support system. Um, 
as well as just not feel crazy to know that like <laughs> that is the the biggest thing right now is you're not alone. These things are really normal. And what are signs and symptoms for you to really discover to see do I need to get professional help? And if so, Elizabeth is also going to resource us with a bunch of different resources for you to contact to get that professional help for your situation. So Elizabeth, we are excited to dive in. If you want to go into today's topic, take it away and Ari and I will tap in when we're ready. Wonderful. Thank you so much. It was such a good intro. Um, and I love what you just said, Jamie, that the, the goal of all of these conversations, both today and over the course of May is... Um, although they may be hard and really uh, emotional and at times even maybe triggering to listen to some of these things, um, the goal that I want to keep all of the listeners in mind is that knowledge is power. And part of why I am so passionate about this topic is that I, as a therapist of 10 years, I, who live a very wellness-oriented lifestyle. I, I really, forever, I mean, for well beyond 10 years, I've always worked out and meditated and I'm into nutrition. Like I'm obsessed with wellness and I'm a professional in mental health. And I did not know, I did not know anything about perinatal mental health until I was out of my mental health issue during perinatal. I mean, I had no idea what was going on with me. And that is what is so absurd um, that there's no one tasked with equipping women and birthing people with the information to keep ourselves well. There's no one doing it. Um, and so that's what we need to change. And even I didn't know. So when you're listening to this, just remember like, don't be like ashamed or upset or sad. Like you are perfect and the culture is not set up to support moms and that's what we're trying to change. So that's sort of as we dive in, um, feel the feelings that come up and welcome them all and just know that there's help. Help is available and you will feel better uh, and you're normal. Motherhood is hard. So that's sort of the background I want to say. Um so part of what I think is so difficult about understanding mental health as a new mom or as a pregnant person is that unlike other mental health issues, perinatal mental health issues, they don't feel like symptoms. They just feel like who you are as a mom, mm. right? And that's what's, I think, so difficult about knowing that you're, you're not doing well and having anyone from the outside identify that you're not doing well because it's not so clear. Sometimes it just looks like I'm overwhelmed as a mom and motherhood is just overwhelming, right? Or like I have a lot on my plate and so I'm feeling stressed. Like that makes sense, right? And it's hard to, to tease. I mean, and that's just motherhood. So a lot of times the, the women and the, the new moms I work with, they just wonder, like, is this just being a mom? Is feeling bad all the time just what it is to be a mom? Or, like, yeah. is feeling really down? Like, maybe this is just what normal pregnancy is. Like, and then so they don't ask the questions because we don't know. We don't know that it's not, <laughs> like, until it's too late. Um, and that's also what's so different about perinatal mental health from other mental health. Uh, and, we'll, and we'll talk about that more and kind of tease out why it's different. But one thing that's so important to know is that a perinatal mood disorder is really common. It's co 
one in five, one in five women have a perinatal mood disorder. I mean, that's a lot. If we think about all the moms we know, if you like are in a walking group with 20 moms, that's maybe like four of them have a diagnosable. So a lot of us, a lot of us. So just know as you're listening, like you're not alone. And I know it looks like every mom, you know, has it together and all your friends look like they're thriving in motherhood. And as we'll talk about in a minute, the appearance especially in motherhood, is so far from the reality. And there's a certain reason why that is the case in motherhood. Um, and again, that's like, this is a special, different time of life. So I want to define perinatal because that's a new word for a lot of people. And I think it's an important word to understand because the word that we toss around is like postpartum, postpartum depression. I hope I don't get postpartum. It's a misleading term. Because a lot of women and birthing people actually have the onset of a mood disorder during pregnancy, and then it continues. And again, we just don't know because pregnancy can just, it's just so hard for some people that you're just like, I just got to like white knuckle it through these nine months and then it'll feel better. And sometimes that's the case. Like a lot of people, it is the case, but sometimes it's actually the onset of a mood disorder. And if it's not treated, it's just going to get worse and worse once postpartum does take, uh, does happen. So perinatal actually encompasses the whole range of time from the moment of conception, literally the moment of conception, all the way through pregnancy, through birth and delivery, through either the first year of life of the baby, so a whole year, and some people are actually now saying three years after the baby's born. That is that whole range of time. And the reason why I think it's so important to note that, that you are at higher risk for a perinatal mood disorder through that whole time is because some people experience it in pregnancy and some people don't until like six months postpartum or a year later or nine months after the baby's born. Um, and the reason is because our hormones are all over. I mean, as you know, our hormones are like wackadoo for like forever. Right? Yeah. Um, they say for a, it takes a year for your hormones to regulate after giving birth a whole year, but also just this confluence of new stressors and you have a new job and your baby's undergoing milestones. I mean, the stressors never end. So that's why you need to know, Mama, if you are having trouble at any point from the moment you conceive until three years after your baby is born, A, you're normal, you're, you're wonderful, you're perfect, and you're at a higher risk. So, like, go talk to someone. Yeah. I think I would – one of the things I would love to hear you kind of even dive into all of that is just how – and I, you probably will later, so I may be jumping the gun, mm -hmm. but I think when you announce that you're pregnant, especially if it's like your first pregnancy and people are like, oh my gosh, how are you doing? And you don't come back with a, oh my gosh, I'm doing amazing. Wonderful. Yeah. People yep. don't know how to respond to you so true. because, yep. and I think there's this part within motherhood, um, especially in that pregnancy phase where you want to almost please people on the excitement of 
bringing a, a, a child into this world that you're going to say like, oh, but we're so excited. We're, we're so this and we're so that instead of right. being able to share like, we are really excited, but this hasn't been easy for me or but, you know, this has I, I didn't understand what it was going to be like or I'm feeling yes. more than just tired. And I think a lot of people don't know how to do that because there's this sensitivity in culture right now too, especially with a fertility journey um, that you just have, people are like weighing this sensitivity of like, well, they may be struggling with infertility. So if I'm saying that I'm not happy right now and I'm pregnant, they might think I'm taking this for granted or, you know, X, Y, and Z. So there's all these things to maneuver instead of taking into account like, oh, maybe this is the onset of a perinatal mood disorder and I need to actually be able to have these conversations in a safe space. So that looks like Mm -hmm. finding a professional or for finding a safe space to have these conversations so I can get these feelings out. And I think like that's even too what a lot of moms, they just don't have that place to get it out and that's where they end up bottling it up and then it comes to like the mental breakdown of like hormones hit the high and you're like hysterical and you're like oh my gosh a hundred percent probably usually one of the first times that those feelings are being being expressed oh my gosh Jamie yes I think what's so difficult yes everything you said is so spot on and I think what is so clear to me as a person who's been pregnant, as a mom and as a therapist is specifically around fertility and reproductive stuff. We are projecting our own stuff on even our best friends all the time. Like there's no clean slate. There's no clean slate. And I think there's something very biological in that. Like as a woman, as a birthing person, we are evolutionary. Like we're designed to have children and to procreate or design our bodies are designed so we bring our own feelings and that that urge that like drive to to have our own babies to everything so when we see a pregnant person sometimes you're like I'm jealous I don't even know why I don't even want a baby right now but I see a pregnant person I'm jealous I have feelings like (laughs) right it's not weird like we always around this topic bring our own baggage and it makes it hard for people to get the support from their inner circle that they thought was going to be there because no one no one's unbiased. No one. Mm-hmm. So you thought you were ha- going to have this tribe or you thought your mom was going to be this way or you thought your sister was going to be this way or whatever. And so many women I work with are like, I was shocked that that person didn't show up for me the way I thought. And mm-hmm. I think the reason is because we all have so much of our own feelings, psychologically, biologically, based on our own stuff that we just have a hard time showing up for the people in our lives. So that's why I think finding a support group, finding a non-biased group, like a new group of people, like through the mom walk that don't have like a history with you or finding a non-biased person, like a therapist is so imperative because this is the most time of your life where the people in your life are, are going to have, are they're going to struggle to show up sometimes like we want them to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So spot on. It's crazy. 
can you um, now kind of jump into what are signs and symptoms to kind of look for yes. um, within yourself, within you maybe those loved ones around you who maybe are pregnant or postpartum right now? Um, I think that would be a really great start to all these episodes. And then we'll go into the more specific in the episodes to come. Absolutely. Yeah. So the first thing that I think is helpful for, for us to identify in ourselves is actually just our risk factors, meaning what are the things, the attributes about me that I bring to my pregnancy and my, my journey as a mom that may make me at a higher risk of having a perinatal mood disorder. And it's important to know your risk factors because um, you may have a lot and not know it. And most doctors will not know this. <laughs> They're not going to tell you. So I think it's really wonderful for every person to do an inventory of all of their risk factors, just so you know, like, wow, I have like five risk factors, something to look out for. Again, not something that our doctors tell us. And so we have to do the hard work ourselves, but here's the information. So it's, it's quite a list. So if you have any sort of mental health or psychiatric history, if you have a history of depression, anxiety, bipolar disorder, or psychosis, or if anybody in your family does. So if your mom, especially like women, so if a mom or an aunt or a sister has some of those things, um, note that. If you have discontinued medication quite quickly, especially during pregnancy or right before pregnancy, which a lot of women do, they think, oh, I'm going to get pregnant. I have to get off my Zoloft, which is an urban myth, and we will talk about that more. So they get off their, their stuff, their meds really quickly. Um, that actually puts you at a higher risk because it really messes with sort of the neurochemicals in your brain. A history of endocrine or thyroid dysfunction. So if you are a diabetic, if you're really sensitive to hormone, a lot of us are. Like if you tried going on the pill and you're like, wow, it really throws my mood out of whack. I know so many women. <laughs> yeah, me too. Oh my gosh. Yes, so many people. That maybe is an indicator that you are at a higher um, risk because you're just sensitive to hormone. And as we know, the hormones get so wacky. Um, if you have a history of trauma, including sexual trauma or abuse, that can really get activated during this, this period, especially around um, the medical journey, giving birth. Um, if you have undergone pregnancy loss, fertility treatment can put you at a higher risk. All things that we would have no idea, right? So many of the moms I work with are like, I went through IVF. I wanted this baby so badly. I thought I was going to like, I wanted this baby so badly and I feel so awful. Like, how does that make sense? Um, but actually fertility difficulties do put you at a higher risk. And it seems counterintuitive. So IVF mamas sometimes have a harder time or fertility, infertility, you may have a harder time and that may be shocking. Um, birth of multiples, NICU experiences, and babies with uh, diagnoses put you at higher risk. And then there's like the social and situational 
piece. If you don't have a lot of family nearby, if you have financial troubles, if you have a difficult relationship with your mother, interestingly, that can be really hard when you just are like, I don't have a good idea of what a mom is, actually. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't want to be like my mom on some level. That can make it really hard to sort of internalize the mom role. Mm -hmm. Gosh, so I just listed like a million things. (laughs) Well, I think it's like the narrative that we tell ourselves when before getting pregnant and during pregnancy and then it maybe it's not as we expected it's the reality versus what's shown on social media or maybe even what our close friends have shared or not shared with us about motherhood sets this narrative in our head of what motherhood should feel and look like and when it's not that behind closed doors you're like am i the only one Um, It makes you question everything. And not only that, but then you're also going through a huge identity shift. You're going through challenges of not sleeping. There's just so many, but thank you for sharing that list too, because I mean, I know the first time Jamie and I heard that we were just like, Ooh, 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 like, (laughs) right. Right. So many. Exactly. Exactly. It really does hit home. Um, I know for myself, I could check off like five things on that list. Um, And I had no idea or expectation moving into motherhood that anything would be different from the norm. So again, it's not meant to scare you if you listen to that list and you were like, oh, ah, like so many things. Um, Normal to feel scared, but also power. Power now to know, okay, I'm going to take the bull by the horns and do something about it. Oh, you look like you're going to jump in to to the next thing, but I think um, now that you have this list, Mm -hmm. um, kind of what now, I guess, like if you realize, wow, I have all these risk factors, um, it's a good, really good first step, but what does it look like for then the what now? um, Uh uh Uh-huh. What is like the first line of defense of, okay, I'm, I'm thinking these things, I'm feeling these things. I should probably say something or, you know, this is to the point where I'm experiencing these things frequently or thinking these things pretty severely that I should now go seek a professional. Cause I think it's really yeah. good. Um, even in my own personal journey, we are very aware that I'm, I check off a lot of those boxes. Um, yeah. So we knew coming into me being pregnant, this was a conversation we had the first time I saw an OB. Um, mm. But I was never given the, well, what now? We just know, hey, you're probably going to experience it. But I wasn't given anything else. It wasn't mm-hmm. like, these are things that you might think. These are things that you might yes. feel. Yeah, right. um, all of that. It's just like, hey, like even when you do the little tiny like, 15 question test like inventory yes yes even like like what yeah my midwives and stuff like that they were like yeah you didn't score very high and I'm like yeah I know but now what you know and so I'd love to hear like what are those things for women to look at and then what would be um you know first second third line of defense of really you know looking at it in a healthy perspective to get the help that you need in the stage that you're in? Yeah, it's such a good question. So one thing I do want to say is that although you 
one is at a higher risk doesn't necessarily mean you're going to, to have a hard time. So just because you you maybe tick off a lot of the boxes on the risk factors doesn't sort of um, make you predestined to have a perinatal mood disorder. So one thing is like, be aware, don't freak out, but be aware. Um, and what I think would be great is if you are at a higher risk and you know it is to make connections with doctors and therapists, even before you need it, to just seek out resources even before you need it. Um, and we'll do a whole, I think podcast four or five Actually, I think podcast four, we're going to do all about treatment, like what, how to feel better. We're going to de totally dedicate it, right? The whole time is going to be like, we're going to plan it out. I'm going to have you take out a piece of paper and pencil. That's so old school, but, or whatever, you can type it. And we're going to plan out your wellness plan. And then in podcast five, I'm going to tell you exactly how to find resources in your area uh, that can help you with these things. So we're going to spend an entire two episodes dedicated to all of that. But what I will say is if you know you're at a higher risk, start now, start. And if you're listening to this and you're like, you know, I had that experience and it's better now or I'm in it. Um, but maybe when I have baby two or three, I should do it differently. Then the invitation is like, yes. Like, even if you're not in it now, but you are going to, you know, you're going to try again for more babies plan. Now find a reproductive, uh, psychiatrist now. And again, we're going to get to in a different podcast, how to do it, but it's never too late. It's like never too late. And it's never too early to find specialists in your area. And so we'll talk all about that. Um, but you know, what I think is also hard is teasing out as both of you, Ari and Jamie have mentioned, like the, the, even the normal adjustment to motherhood is hard. So like, how do I know if what I'm experiencing is like the normal hard adjustment versus I may actually have a mood disorder? Cause that, it's a really fine line. So maybe we could talk about that because it's so hard to tease out. Um, because adjustment to motherhood is rough in the best of circumstances, right? Because you're, like you said, Jamie, you may have unmet um, expectations. You like wanted the baby really badly. You, maybe you thought like, uh, you were going to be this kind of mother and then it, you just don't feel that way. I, I know a lot of women who thought that their partners were going to be very different and were like, Oh, I thought he was going to be an amazing dad. And he's like not showing up the way I thought he was going to be. Um, you have, lost your identity, your personal space, your freedom, like all of this, what I'm saying now is like normal. Like everyone has all of that. So none of that is problematic. The problems and when you may need more help is more when you're feeling like something is off. Like if you're saying to yourself, I just don't feel like myself, like something is off or um, gosh, like I just must be a bad mom. Like, I guess this is just who I am now. Like, those are the thoughts that I would really suggest if you're thinking those thoughts that you should probably get help. Um, because I feel like we don't know we're depressed. We don't know we're anxious. We just know something like isn't quite right. And a lot of times that can manifest as like, 
obsessive thoughts, anxious thoughts. Um, if you're really worried about your health, the health of the baby, if you're like, and you're difficult, have a difficult time controlling your worries about the health of your baby. If you're just like agitated and restless, um, if you experience like bouts of rage, like I experienced bouts of rage, like all of a sudden I would just be like, like, why is this my life now? Like inexplicably, like I would just all of a sudden feel fee- infuriated. Like why, like why? And, and often at myself, that's a sign of maybe an anxiety disorder. Um, and the depressive piece, what's so difficult about the depressive piece is like, when we think about depression outside of the perinatal period, what we think of in our minds is like, you can't get out of bed. You're not functioning very well, blah, 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 blah. That is so not what a depressed mom looks like. A depressed mom is functioning well, like dying, right? A depressed mom is like putting your baby in the cutest clothes and like has all the baby led weaning books and is like doing all the things and probably like looks put together. So that's the difference. Like you may feel like you're tricking everyone. You may be like, I have a smile on my face and I have my lipstick on and my baby's so cute. But like inside I feel like I'm like, how am I going to get through the day? Like that is a sign you're probably experiencing a perinatal mood disorder. And that's why it's so hard to diagnose, right? We just don't know what to look for. And it's so different than other mood disorders outside of perinatal. I think that tees us up really well for episode two that we're going to record about working with anxious thoughts or scary thoughts. And I'm going to save my question until that episode because I want to dive deeper into that because as a new mom, you are consciously thinking continuously about the health of your child, the development of your child. But where is that? Where is that line of like, this is, this is when I need help versus this is okay, this is just my norm now. Yes. Um, Yeah. And the difference, and we'll totally talk more about the scary thoughts in podcasts too. But the question I'm hearing is also like, when do I know if I need more help in general? And the answer is, if you are distressed by all of this, if you are like, if you experience some of what I've just said, and you're like, yeah, I feel that way, but like, I'm managing. Like, yes, I feel some of those things, but I feel like I'm managing. Like some days are hard, but some days I got it. And like, I'm okay. I'm like, I'm I'm mostly okay. Then like, you may not, like you would definitely benefit from still coming to a mom walk because we know that community is like one of the number one things that helps mom's mental health, but you may not need therapy. However, if you're listening to what we're talking about and you're like, I resonate with everything you're saying and I feel messed. I hate, I'm distressed. I hate it. I I don't like how I feel. I want to feel like myself again. Then that I will encourage you to get, to do something to get more support. So that's always across everything. The difference. It's so subjective. If you don't feel like yourself, gosh, mama, I just want you to feel like you again. So like, why not talk to someone? Absolutely. I am going to share now what topics we're going to be diving deeper into over these next five episodes. So that way, as you're listening, you can know what to expect. And if there's an episode that you're like, I'm connecting with, I want to hear more about this. You'll know that it's coming. So our next episode, we're going to talk about working with anxious or scary thoughts. 
um, really normalizing that, where do they come from and how to manage. We're going to talk about breastfeeding and mental health because that's its own journey if you choose to breastfeed. Um, or maybe if you're struggling breastfeeding or maybe the social uh, pressure to breastfeed. Um, so we're going to dive into that. The fourth one's going to be finding emotional wellness as a new mom. Uh, this episode will be more tactical self-care planning. And then five, this is what Jamie was trying to get to, is we're going to really find and uh, share resources for mental and emotional health. So what to look for as you're shopping for a therapist or a psychiatrist, and then how to search for them as well. So these are all episodes to come. We're super excited to dive deeper into this. The whole month of May, we're going to be focusing on this maternal mental health, this perinatal health um, that is not commonly talked about, and we're going to normalize these. We're super excited. Jamie, if you want to just close out this episode with all the cringe, I would love that. Here we go. The Love the cringe. Um, <laughs> we are a community here. If you've just been sent this podcast, we are actually an in-person community. We have walks across the U.S. and Canada in over 160 cities. So if you go to the momwalkcollective.com, go to our walk finder, type in your zip code and find a walk near you. We encourage you to get out, go for a walk. There's no catch. It's literally just moms getting together to find community to help simplify and resource motherhood and to help you raise the next generation. Um, we're trying to get this podcast to as many people to resource them and help them as possible. So if you could please do the whole like, subscribe, share, comment, the whole shebang. Um, we would really, really appreciate that. If you want to see what is happening on our main social, we have the Mom Walk Co. on Instagram. Our TikTok is in the works, but we're also, all of these podcasts will also be posted on YouTube as well. Um, we are so excited to keep going and to continue this conversation. We have a ton of amazing giveaways, so make sure to follow our Instagram for that and to stay up to date on what's happening here on the podcast. But we're so excited to continue. Thank you, Elizabeth, and we love you, Mama. Thank you. Love you, Mama. Thank you.